Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Before we start today, we have a request. If you are genuinely enjoying what we do here on the Internet Marketing Show, please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast app because it really helps us to grow the podcast and ensures that we continue to bring you great marketing tips and advice each week. Now, today I'm joined by Charles Barber, who is the CEO of EBSU Consultancy. Charles, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me on today. Absolute pleasure. And you're from sunny Clapham Junction in London, aren't you? I am indeed. <laughs> the busiest rail interchange uh, in the world, or I certainly used to be. I don't know if it still is. Uh, well, it certainly feels like uh, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> right. Now, interesting name, EB Sue Consultancy. Where does that come from? It comes from Japan, um, of all places. Ibisu is one of their major gods, and he is their god of sort of good trade, commerce, business, good fortune. So I thought that was appropriate as a name to take because that's the the aims of the Ibisu consultancy is to to bring good fortune and, and good luck to the businesses that we work with. That's fantastic. And, and tell us a little bit more about yourself and what you do there at EBSU Consultancy. So I have worked in media and information businesses for just over 20 years with organisations like Read Business Information, LexisNexis and The Economist. And I've worked across different areas. I've worked in marketing, in traditional direct mail back in the early 1990s. And then when the internet made its nascent appearance, I started working in in digital marketing and also in online product development as well, which I did for a number of years at OAG Worldwide, um, building sort of flight lookup tools for the general public to use, Mm. which I still use to this day. (laughs) helps me figure out where I want to go on a holiday, how to get there quickly and easily. Now, Charles, you do some interesting things with, with content, and we'll come. We'll sort of drill down into some specific techniques uh, shortly. Just been starting with a bit of a sort of fairly generic question, really. I'm just wondering about sort of content marketing and how it applies to different industries and, and, and sectors. Are there certain industries and sectors it, it, it's more relevant to, and sort of why not? And, and what, are the, what are the benefits of having a good content marketing campaign? So in terms of which industries, I 
I think it applies to all industries. Some types of industries are better suited to it, you know, publishing companies being one of them because they have so much content at their fingertips already. But all companies have a lot of content. And what I'm finding through the work we do with the BISA is that they're just not aware of what they have at their fingertips. Mm. And we help them identify the co- the content that they have and, and how things can be used. And, and one of the biggest assets every company has is the people who work in it and the knowledge that they themselves have. And and it's our goal to tease that out of them and, and present it to their target markets um, succinctly and in an interesting way so that it engages with them and, and, and keeps them interested in your company. Now, I know that you're a, you're a big uh, sort of advocate of being sort of efficient and sensible in your marketing approach, Charles. Do you see a lot of like sort of bad practices and inefficiency in sort of marketing approaches across the board? Yes, sadly so. And, and very often it comes down to jumping on the bandwagon. Mm. So when all these new social media platforms started appearing, when content marketing first became a big buzzword, you know, it's not particularly new. Content marketing has been around for a long time. People sort of start implementing and, and, and are very tactical in their approach. So they suddenly spawn Twitter accounts mm. left, right and center without any real idea as to What's the business benefit of having them? So social media isn't expensive financially to implement and to maintain unless you have commissioned an agency to manage your accounts for you. Mm. But if you're doing it in-house, you have people and people cost money. And and that's what businesses often fail to realise as well are you making best use of those people by having them sort of tweet all day or post comments to Facebook if you're actually not tracking the impact that that is having on your business? And using analytics, you can see the traffic coming through from various social channels. If you're using marketing automation on your website and lead scoring, again, that gives you the opportunity to really look at the ROI that you, that you're getting, and for me, and for all good marketers, the, the the first place to start is your objectives. Yeah. Why are you doing this campaign? What do you want to get out of it? And from that, then flows. Well, our target market, in the case of my time at the EIU, in particular, was the healthcare market. It has different segments. Um, pharma, medtech. So what was our strategy for each of them? How did we want to engage with those audiences around the world? Mm. What's the most effective way of doing it? And ultimately, what did we want them to do for us? And, you know, the end goal was commission large-scale consulting projects with us. And we knew we had an average price that we would um, win in terms of, of business. So that allowed us to quantify what marketing success was. Yeah. We'll come on to um, sort of like how we measure things in a bit because that's, that's a fascinating area. I was just wondering, people today, I mean, we all suffer from sort of overload, especially when it comes to tech. Do you think 
people are being overloaded too much these days with too much marketing material, and that might be a result of inefficient sort of marketing approaches? Absolutely. I think we all suffer from exhaustion of of the number of adverts that we see. I, I can't remember how many we see each day. Um, it, it's, it's quite a, a frightening number. Mm. The number of emails that come pinging into our inboxes from all of these companies that seek our business. And, and what really works are messages that are succinct, are clear in what they want you to do and clear in the value that they're going to give you. Mm. And the quicker they can do that, the better. As long as people can see what they get out of something and recognise it's of value, that's when they will engage. Yes. Now, I know, Charles, you've got some uh, specific techniques uh, that I'd like to talk about with you that you sort of, in terms of of content marketing, sort of contenty things, I know that you make good use of white papers, don't you? I mean, we haven't talked about white papers for quite a while on the show. Tell us about your experience with that. So with white papers, in one of the the best experiences I've had with them was creating a white paper called Retail 2020. Yeah. Now, this was published by the EIU in 2010. So it was a 10-year outlook of the retail market, the trends that were going to appear. And we worked closely with the editorial team to define the boundaries of the white paper we didn't want it to be a sort of a 50 page almost academic research paper in which you sort of die of boredom um <laughs> by the time you get to page five yeah so it, it was i think about 15 pages long it used data graphs charts very effectively to demonstrate the growth and the size of the retail industry in China, for example. It had short sections that focused on particular regions and then had overall industry trends. Mm. And there were always some bullet points before the main text started, which just allowed people to to get very quickly the key messages that were, were coming over. So some of the things that were in that white paper were about the the online stores moving into actual physical stores, and that happened. Amazon now has physical stores where you can go and sample the goods. So a lot of it came true. And, And what we were able to do with that white paper was from a prospecting point of view is create a press release and take it out to the retail media. Yes. Um, with the, in the UK and US in in particular. So it generated PR coverage, which then drove traffic into EIU.com, where people had to register to download the white paper. Now, some of them were already on the EIU's marketing database. So they were lead scored, new people were added in and had their first scores attached to them, which was done based on their behavior, downloading the white paper, but also on their demographics. What was their job title? How big is their company? Which country are they They're based in? Those were all scored as well. We were then able to secure a number of op-ed pieces for the author of that white paper in Retail Week, Mm. as an example, which again drove more traffic to EIU.com. It was a niche area, you know, and it helped position the EIU as actually an organisation that did work for the, the retail sector. But we were also able to 
host a webinar we hosted several of them at various times of the day mm. so that we could tie into the various you know time zones of of the day and so whilst so we were able to advertise on social media please join our webinar at 10 a.m on friday we were able to email out to the existing database who were interested in retail that it was taking place so there's so much engagement taking place both with the sector as a whole and then more specifically with the prospects already on the EIU's marketing database and as the webinar was taking place we were able to post on Twitter you know somebody's just asked this question you know the answer was you know yes sub-Saharan Africa is going to be a big growth area in about 10 years time Mm. um so there was, there was so much that we could do with a single white paper. The webinar was recorded. Um, that was then posted on EIU.com. You had to register to watch it. So it is really being smart with the content that you have and absolutely eking out every opportunity that you can from it before moving on to the next one. We were able to hold... Actual, an actual seminar in London and we also did one in Shanghai where we had you know senior people within the retail industry coming along that allowed them to meet authors of the reports which they don't often do to ask questions of them beyond the the content of the white paper but also gave our sales team an opportunity to do one sales trip and meet 60 people yes. rather than 60 individual sales trips. So from a financial point of view for the EIU, that was incredibly effective. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Now, that's really interesting because you alluded to uh, reuse there. I'll come on to webinars and face-to-face seminars in a minute, but you alluded to reuse there. Do you think that um, reuse being sort of like, you know, making transcripts and turning it into other forms, social media, etc., do you think that's um, a technique which is losing popularity these days? Or what are your views on this? In the events industry, you know, they've been used to that for for years and years. So it's it's not new i think in other businesses they don't realize that they have that content yeah so again using the i use an example when i was there so 2010 to 2014 we held a large one-day conference in china Mm. alternating between beijing and shanghai now the entire day was filmed and recorded And what we would do with that is cut down the filming into the individual sessions, which we could then post across social media. But we could also have transcripts made of those, which we then merged with the presentations that were given to create white papers. So we then had a white paper that we could, you know, post out snippets from on social media that we could create PR excitement around driving more people back into the EIU's website and then hold a webinar based on that specific white paper. So one day's filming turned into so many different opportunities and it was incredibly cost efficient and time efficient as well, Mm. certainly on the part of the editorial team who you know, have their their day jobs is, was to write the, the, the research reports and, and work on the consulting projects. So it, it was a very light workload for them, um, a heavy workload for us, mm. um, but, but it, it really paid dividends. And you mentioned about the use of, I mean, you, you did webinars, didn't you? With, sorry, webinars, get the word right, uh, which obviously is sort of like, like, you know, online. But you also did these face-to-face seminars, which are, I imagine are brilliant because of the interaction, you know, between the sort of potential clients and the and the, the vendor. Do you think sort of webinars and, and, and face-to-face seminars work better for certain industries than others? That's an interesting question. Um, having a think about it, my... my sort of immediate reaction to it is that in every business, all angles of commerce, it comes down to individual relationships. And it is people, you know, yes, you buy, so when I worked at The Economist, Mm. you buy The the Economist and it comes out every week, landing on your doorstep. But there are people behind it. There are journalists who write it. And the economists used to do reader receptions where you could meet the editorial staff. And in fact, over the past couple of years, they've been doing the future of work as live events in Germany and London, where the editorial staff talk about, you know, this is how the the future of work is looking. And, And these events take place at universities to help students. So... No, I actually think that all industries benefit from from face-to-face time. Mm. The ones I'd say, I'd probably say that the more successful it will be is the higher the value of the sale. Yes. So the greater, you know, the, 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 
the more money at stake, the, the, the more likely a personal relationship is important. Yes. What would you say is the most successful content marketing campaign you've ever worked on? I would say it was the Retail 2020 campaign for the EIU. Um, it far exceeded the number of downloads that any of the industry white papers had achieved before. It really helped position John Copesake, who's the chief retail analyst, as a, a major player in the retail industry. He then developed really strong relationships with all of the retail journalists within the UK and, and abroad and was invited to speak at retail events around the world off of the, the back of that. And the retail consultancy business within the EIU has grown enormously um, since then. And a couple of years ago, they acquired a consumer insights business called Canback. Mm. Um, so it, it, that, that report was, I think, a really good example of how content marketing can be efficient and incredibly impactful. I just wanted to sort of end up uh, and talk about uh, measuring results, uh, Charles, because you mentioned it earlier, and it is an important area. How do we measure the results? And I'm also curious about sort of how we set goals too with these campaigns. Yeah, so that that's the, in very much the important part. Is that the beginning? Is figuring out okay once you've did decided your objectives and, and what you want to achieve for the campaign as a whole how do you then start to measure the individual tactics that that you employ and google analytics is a well, analytics software is really important because you can see from which social media platforms you're getting most traffic but also how do they convert by using systems like Pardot, Eloqua and Marketo Again, you can see the scores that people are getting, the demographics, the behavior of these people. And it really helps to identify which ones are turning into sales-ready leads and then on to being actual opportunities rather than being prospects who have an interest but aren't really going to buy. And that helps to, to define the type of content that is successful in the channels through through which it is it has the most impact and and through which you find the best the best leads. So, if you had one top t- uh, sort of tip or takeaway for our audience today, Charles, what would it be? Don't underestimate the amount of content you have at your fingertips already, and make sure you can use it every which way you can imagine whether that's an infographic, whether that's a series of tweets, whether it's a Facebook post, whether it gets packaged into a short report that you could email to your existing prospects. Well, Charles, thanks so much for coming on today. How can our listeners find out more about you and more about Ibisu Consultancy? Um, They can go to our website, which is ibisuconsultancy.co.uk. And my LinkedIn account is Charles Scott Barber. So that's how you can find about me. And I'm on Twitter too. And uh, Ibisu, that's spelled E-B-I-S. 
S-U, isn't it? Yes, E-B-I-S-U. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash impodcast. Um, if you want to send uh, suggestions or questions, the email is podcast at sitevisibility.com or you can tweet us at sitevisibility. If you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R-P-O-D on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, don't forget the Site Visibility Group on LinkedIn. And I think that's everything. So it's goodbye from me, Andy, and it's goodbye from Charles. Thank you very much and have a good day, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market